because if you don't get it, I don't want you to forget it. So this morning, you just have to get it that you have a daddy where they pamper. Hallelujah. Wait, wait. You know, when, when Pastor Bolanle took the praise worship, it was, you know, that generation. You, you understand? <laughs> and when, when the choir got there, it was my generation. You, you, you don't get it. Grandpa, you don't know. Now, Baba God, they run and for me. They run and for me. Now, they run and for me. Now, they run and for me. I beg who they run and for you. Now, Baba God, they run and for me. You don't understand. He's the one making it happen. So we say, now they run them. You feel make it happen for yourself. <laughs> Look at you, waiting you, Sabi, waiting you know. But now they run them for me. <laughs> he said, he, he said, compass without my set. <laughs> you know, they use protractor. You know, they use set square. And they set compass. Who else will do that one? If not, be Baba God. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. I don't have a problem with you when you go to a party and so on. I don't have a problem. You go for wedding receptions and people do all kinds of dance and so on. But when they come to church, they don't have liberty to worship their God. They are sitting as if everything is strange to them. Something is wrong with such people. I can tell you that because in my father's house, I have liberty to praise him. Hallelujah. I have liberty to enjoy. Listen, God is meant to be enjoyed and not to be endured. Amen. So what are we doing this morning? We're having church. What are we doing this morning? We're having church. This is one of the reasons why we must come to church. We come to church to have church. Who is having church this morning? Hallelujah. You might be here saying you are having church and there's no food at home. We're having church. Hey, 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 understand? Hey, get it. You might be here and all you have left is 200 naira cash for you to take transport back to the house and the man is saying what are we having we are having church God is more than our cash amen when there was no cash crunch no currency scarcity like this years ago I was walking in Lagos Island I was walking in Broad Street and we went downstairs to have lunch and as we were returning to our office, there was something strange about me. Uh, what's going on? Anyway, I walked out to the office. When I got to the office and I dipped my hand into my pocket, all my cash was gone. Oh, boys, you don't understand. Walk off around when, you know, they just, they just brush you. Once they brush you like this, they pick what they wanted to pick. Oh, I was totally cashless. There was no mobile app. No internet banking then. You could not look for a branch of your bank to go to to collect money from a branch. It had to be the branch where your account was domiciled. My account was First Bank, Olioli, and this was Broad Street. Where will I get money? And it was weekend. Coming back to Ibadan. And Sister Valerie will be waiting for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I get Papa God. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the same person talking about it today. The fact that you don't have cash today does not mean that's the end. Your father is working something out for you. Let somebody give a lot of shout of praise. 
Amen. You may be seated. Whether there is cash or not, we are going to serve God. Amen. Believe me. Whether there is cash or not, we're going to love Jesus. We're going to have church and Christ will be glorified. Amen. Amen. Someone say amen. One of the presidential candidates during their campaign, I'm not a politician, but one of the things he said, he said they took petrol away. They changed currency. He said, but we are still going to win. See how that man was convinced about what he was saying. We who know God's word, we're not convinced about God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. Let your conviction from God's word rule your life. Whatever it is you're waiting for, it will happen. You will see it. You will see it. As long as you don't give up, keep holding it in view, keep holding on to God's word, it will happen. Can we ask the Lord to speak to us again this morning? He has been speaking, but you ask again that the Lord will reach out to you from his word this morning. Lord, I ask that you reach out to me again this morning from your word. Lord, we thank you because every single life will experience your new touch. Lord, everyone will experience a depth of transformation and a dimension of visitation that we have never seen before. Lord, I ask you to do deep and profound things that will carry us to eternity in our lives this morning. Lord, I'm asking that you cause this day to be the day for many here, the day that everything changed. Let this be that day. The glory and the honor is yours. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Why come to church? The choir took my time, but it's fine. It's part of coming to church. Hallelujah. Rastam. I do feel your your wafi. You be wafilian, you be wafilian. Ah, no, no. Ah, no wonder because your own day now. Now, bunge the one way they talk now, bunge. Amen. How many people know what it is to be wafilian? Now we worry. Now we worry with day. Now we house. No, we house. Now we house. Amen. That's how pigeon is said in worry. Worry people not them be Wafirian. And you know worry is an interesting place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Why come to church? Why come to who you are? Because the believer in Christ is the church. The ecclesia, the called out ones are the church. Those that the Lord has called out of darkness into his marvelous light, they are the church. The believer in Christ today is the church. Israel was called out of Egypt. He said in Hosea, I called my son out of Egypt when he was a child. So those who are called out from a lower place to the higher place in God make up the church of Jesus. We looked at Acts 7.38, how that he said this was he that was with the angel in the church in the wilderness. So the church in the wilderness, referring to the nation of Israel, the church. Are we still together? Amen. I'm preaching already. Hallelujah. <laughs> so why come to church? Why come to who you are? And we have said church is not a place. Uh, church is not a building. We have said church uh, is not a physical auditorium. Where believers are gathered, they have church. Amen. Where 
stones, living stones gathered together because the believer in Christ is a living stone. Every other stone, every physical stone you see is a dead stone. It doesn't have life in it. We are stones because we are called out of a rock. We're hewn out of a rock. He said in Isaiah, look onto the rock from whence you were hewn. So we were hewn out of the mighty rock, out of the solid rock. And individual stones we have become. But we are not dead stones, we are living stones. We are living stones that have the capability to offer up spiritual sacrifices unto God. Like Peter said, Amen. Amen. So we have said uh, the implications of the church, we gather for nurturing, we gather uh, as a refuge, so network, and so on and so on. And uh, I began to talk about the background of the church. And we said that the church is the body of Christ. We said the church belongs to Jesus because he bought her with his uh, blood. He paid uh, for the church. And we said the church is God's family. And I want to start from there today. The church is God's family. The church is God's family. We, we just sang that song, Daddy, where they pamper. When you say daddy, it's suggestive of many things. The word daddy is referring to basically father. Amen. A male parent. Amen. But there are times you call someone daddy that is not your biological father. And when you do that, what are you saying? You are implying that that person has a form of authority over you. That person has a relationship with you. Amen. And God is our father. Amen. Our heavenly father. The father of fathers. The father of the seen. The father of the unseen. The father of the visible. The father over the invisible. God. Amen. God, the Father who is better than the fathers of this world. Amen. God has no deficiency. So as a member of God's family, you belong to a family that does not have deficiency. Some of us come from families that are dysfunctional. Some of us come from families that have deficiencies. Amen. 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 Let it sink in. Some of us come from dysfunctional families. Before I start talking about your family, let me talk about my family. Amen. My, my good man, amen. And in the 50s, uh, he traveled, you know, uh, to further his studies uh, to England. And uh, his wife, he heard while in England that his wife died and that his son also died. Before he left, he had two daughters and a, a son. He heard that his wife died and that his son died in the 50s while he was in England. And my father was at the point of committing suicide. Amen. Praise the Lord because he felt, what have I come to do here? I, the plan was I will finish here, go back home and, you know, continue with my family. But that, has, that dream has been shattered. What do I do now? Amen. I see people stretching their heads like this, looking at me intently. I like this. You like this. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good. It's good. Amen. It's, it's, it's good. So Paukus was meant to have committed suicide and then my mother being a smart woman who was a nurse, a trained nurse in the UK then, she was about rounding up her training as a nurse. This man wants to jump down, what's going on? And uh, she spoke to him, used psychology, everything on him. No, oh, your wife died, oh, my shoe. Ah, your son, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and so on, and so on, and so on. And uh, I don't know, but you know, one thing led to uh, another. My father being a smart man that this is wife material. My mother being, you know, an enterprising woman saying, uh, this kind of man that will love his departed wife and son like this will be a good uh, husband. Don't you think so? Uh, hallelujah. A a a amen. 
the Holy Ghost did not reveal uh, something to them. I, I, I don't know, I wasn't there. A amen, but I don't think he did. Hallelujah. They were just following, you know, their natural uh, logic and so on and so on. Because some people over-spiritualize marriage. You don't like the sister. The dentition has a problem. But, the, but somebody that you respect said, why not? Uh, you don't like the person. Why would you allow somebody to influence you? Are you getting it? And you think that person has spiritual authority over you. That person, if he sees something, he says something from the mouth of God. Is it that person that will marry the sister? Hey, be careful. Anyway, that's my family for you. So my father and my mother got married. Amen. We still have their wedding pictures all over in the family. You know, so thank God they came together. And they now had their first child together. And they now had their second child together. And that was fine. And my father insisted we must co they must come home. They must come back to Nigeria. He said, well, he doesn't have a father anymore. He doesn't have a mother anymore. But he has two daughters in Nigeria. My mother said, well, I don't want to come back. But he said, you have a father. You have a mother. Why don't you want to come back? We are going back. So my mother was the one recounting the story. She said, Babani, that is your father, said, Kapa Dasile, let's go back home. Because Awujola, that's my mom, mother's name. Oni Baba, Oni Mama, you have a father, you have a mother. Let's go back home. I'm so, so, so they went back home. And then my mother's father died in 1977. My mommy was collecting uh, freedoms, much more. So you understand. And then her mother died in 1997, 20 years after. She said, She's free now. But by then her husband was dead. But before my father died, some of you are products of dysfunctional families. That's what took me to that point. You think I've forgotten what I'm saying? No, I've not forgotten. Amen. Some of us come from dysfunctional families. Amen. When they want to trace our ancestry biologically, that's who we are. But the family of heaven is flawless. That's who we are. Again, the family of God is without deficiency. That's where you belong to. Amen. See, your lower order could be dysfunction. Your background in the lower, lower order could be dysfunctional. My background spiritually is highly flawless, perfect. Be ye therefore perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew 5, the last verse, perfect. Somebody say perfect. And so my father came back. And Nigeria was very good then, amen. How many of you remember woodpecker cider? How many people have heard of that before? Woodpecker cider. Ah, ah, ah. Don't fold my hand. Even though you fall, I fall your hand, you see they hold my hand. Uh -uh. That was what our parents were drinking then. We never knew Nigeria could be like this. Beck's beer. How many know Beck's beer? Heineken. Inside canned. And so on. Nigeria. Ha. Huh. Everything was good. In this country, we had Kingsway stores. We had Levante stores. We had UTC stores. You could go wherever you wanted to go. Amen. I mean, everything was just good. Our houses did not have fences. You could, we knew the next house number. If you're number three, the next house is number five, number seven, number nine, and so on. Opposite, even number. Number two, number four. Abby? Do you know your house number now? You may know, but what is the next house? <laughs> Amen. Our own house is plot 84 something. Ask me where is plot 82? I don't know. Which one is 81? I don't know. And then 
Out of the blues, my father got involved with another woman. And the church we were attending then, my mother went to report. This man has married and I've been hearing, I've been hearing. He won't get back home until late in the night. Oga, what are you doing late in the night outside? You won't get home until 10, 11, 11.30. What's going on? I'm asking you. Amen. But my mother noticed that trend because my father was involved with another woman. Guess the woman he was involved with. He was involved with a woman who had had five children somewhere else. Because of doing fine boy all over the place. You know, because of doing fine boy. <laughs> you are clubbing, you are drinking alcohol, you are enjoying yourself. You will, see, you will see what you shouldn't see. Hallelujah. When the Bible tells us to live right, it, it for whose benefit, for whose sake? It is for our sake, for let me fast forward. So that's how he married a second wife. And that one had two children for him. And uh, in 1976, he brought her home. It was a battle. He brought her home. Imagine my age in 1976. That's how many years ago? 47 years ago. That was when he brought her home. And I remember everything vividly. Because at some point I was the one taking my mother. Because I now happen to be the first son in the family. Since his earlier son had died many years ago. Amen. Hallelujah. Necessity came upon me to mature. So I had to mature fast. Because I had to defend my mother. Amen. The other woman at times would misbehave. I'll be the one to take my mother away. Can you imagine that? Hallelujah. She will pour charms on the floor. On the floor. Terrazzo floor. You will see black powder and so on and so on. My mother will say, follow me. The step I take is the step. She will take only what I'm sprinkling. I'm be reading Psalms. Reciting Psalms. And say, follow me. That's my background, bro. Hallelujah. You are shaking your head. You are looking at me. What about you? Finally, I got to Borden House. I'll be in Borden House, and uh, if I come home for, for vacation, and my father wants to give me my pocket money, come and see how we exchange correspondence in the house. It will be letter I will write to him. I'll put it where he can see it. He will reply the letter and put it under my door, bedroom door. Why? He must not give me money in the presence of the children of the other woman. He's looking for trouble. When trouble sleep, younger go wake up. Waiting... That woman was in her own place. Jeje. It was my father that went ahead. So trouble was sleeping. Younger go wake up. What's in trouble they find? Help me now. Why are you like this? You can't, you can't, you don't know palaba. Because uh, you are born again Christians. You don't, you can't say palaba. You have to pray for this pastor, have you? <laughs> Hallelujah. And then it came a time in my life when I realized I have to change, I have to reconnect with my maker. I realized that his love has been waiting for me all along, but I've been turning my back to the love of God. And I had the message of salvation finally. And I said, I'm responding to that love. And then there was a change that took place in me. Amen. My human genetics traced to my father. But of necessity, I had to become a new creature. So when I gave my life to Christ, I became a new creature. Behold, all things passed away. All things have become new. Hallelujah. 
Amen. My father was not married to my mother for 31 years before he had another wife. I've been married to my wife for 31 years and we're still going together. Hallelujah. And uh, me too, I'm not going anywhere. Our legs are inside the same shokoto. If I'm too fast for her, she will fall. If she's too fast for me, I will fall. So we must go together. Shabi, you know how to do three-legged race. You, you think that uh, they have problem. They don't have problem. Oh, it's strategy. <laughs> it's strategy. Oh, she was slow by. Why are they slow like this? It's strategy. Slow and steady wins the race. If you are too fast, somebody will fall. Hallelujah. Now I'm a part of a family that does not have a dysfunction. I'm part of a family where my father does not need to take permission to bless me. He, he doesn't need to correspond with me under secrecy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everything now is open. That's the family you belong to. Flawless family. A family that has no limitations. Amen. Church is God's family. We're a family of kings and priests. So in God's family, everybody's a king. In God's family, everybody's a priest. Everybody's royal priesthood. Amen. In God's family. Revelations 1 and 6, can we quickly read? And he made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. He made us. Someone say, he made me. So you were made. In the kingdom, you were made. The day you gave your life to Christ, you did not become. You were made. He made you. Hallelujah. That. This is made. That fan is made. The microphone in my hand is made already. I see it as a finished product. You became a finished product. You were made a finished product when you came to Christ as a king and as a priest. Someone say, in God's family, I'm a king and a priest. So it's a family without blemish. No criminal record. Let me crack a joke here. Many years ago, we went to the relation of mine who wanted to marry a wife from the eastern part of the country. And so we got there. And uh, we didn't know the culture was different. We were expecting them to offer us food. We lodged in the hotel. Nobody offered us food. My uncle said, ah, where are these people? We finally got them. He said, ah, we've traveled for six, seven hours from Ibadan. Not even water. You've not, uh, they say it's not in their culture. Ah, he said, what kind of culture is this? Those people were the ones that said, so I don't know the culture in your own area. But the people where we went, they said, that's not their culture. Ah, you don't entertain visitors here. They said, they say, for marriage, that you must come with everything you need. Ah. I said, okay, oh. And then my uncle looked at her and said, but your own mother is a Yoruba woman. Is this how your mother also taught you? Because in Yoruba culture, they will entertain Abi, in-laws, mama treasure, in-laws. What do we call them in Yoruba? Ano. Uh -uh. Won't we entertain Ano? You know? Anyway, so we got, got over that and so on and so on. And then when it was time for the real matter that we went for, they now said, it is not for women, that it is only men that we discuss. Uh -uh. We said, menke. We said, it is our own son that wants to marry your daughter. We have come with Iyawole from Ebado. They said, it's men. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So, thank God we had an interpreter, you know, and he was talking to them. And he would say, the old men in the village, all the old men in the village, was a village called Abba, A-B-B-A. Maybe you know the place. You know, and uh, they will ask, has anybody run mental in your family before? 
the guy will interpret to us, we look at ourselves, we say no. They will ask again. Uh, has anybody gone to jail? In our family, for, we say criminal record. We, we don't have. That's their own way of knowing the family that their daughter will be entering into. So it's possible you are here, you have a criminal record. It's possible you are here, you have a genetic disorder. Inherited, it's genetic, you know, so it runs in the family. God's family is not like that. So this new family supersedes every other thing that happened in our past. Is somebody with me? So if you have identified something from your progeny, in your biology, in your ancestry, now that you realize you belong to God's family, there are things you must reject. There are things you have the authority to stand against. Is someone listening to me? Hallelujah. For instance, I'm not going to die at the age my father died. Hallelujah. I'm going to live much longer than my father lived. Amen. Uh-huh, because I've seen that. Praise the Lord. I even desire to live longer than my mother lived. Amen. Even Lord Tyrus is coming. And last week I was, I was praying and I was telling the Lord, by the time I'm 86, I mentioned that 86, I won't tell you how I arrived at 86. I said, by the time I'm 86, I still want to be preaching. I still want to be teaching. I still want to be counseling. I still want to be giving lectures at 86. Praise the Lord. I, I, I told God about that. So I, I was praying for another 31 years about my life. Amen. I'm 55 now. So 31 years. Praise the Lord. 86. I will still be going strong. And I said, Omobalanletu will be beside me. When I say sit down, she will sit down. When I say follow me, she will follow me. Hallelujah. But what if she says, follow me? Will I obey her? Sister Belangli, if you say follow me, I have a choice on my dad. Eh, I don't have a choice. <laughs> don't mind me. But this family is without blemish. And I think you should be praying about your future. Don't wait till when the future comes before you pray about that future then you are not being strategic. Amen. Pray, pray. Come in the next 30 years. Come in the next 40 years unto the Lord and tell the Lord. Define, can you define the terms of your living? Praise God. Hmm. Okay, okay. So it's a love family. This family is a love family. It's a family of love. First John 3, 1 to 2. Amen. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we, he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. It's a family of love. God is love. His children are products of his love. And so it's a family where love underpins everything that we do. Amen. So it's a commandment you must love your brother. It's a commandment you must love your sister. It's a commandment. His head might be unblung or round or whatever. You must love him. He might have a mouth odor. And when pastor says turn to your neighbor and your neighbor turns to you, you, you understand? You, you, you must love that person. Hallelujah. And by the way, why must you have mouth odor now? Do something about it. Praise the Lord. Or body odor. Some people must not raise their armpits to lift up holy hands to the Lord. 
When they do this, they release bacteria. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. You still have to love the person. They <laughs> say, God bless you, my brother. <laughs> love don't hate. Amen. It's a love family. Don't say it's none of my business. We are connected together. The head is Christ. All our body parts are connected together. Every nerve, every sinew, every vein, artery, bone, muscle, they're all connected together. If one part suffers, the entire body suffers with it. Amen. You have a Whitlow, your head is pounding. Tell me the connection between the Whitlow on the finger and the head that is pounding. It's because we're all connected. Amen. It's a love family. Guess what? We can disagree within ourselves as a family. And then we say to Hallelujah. We, we were, we're planning something in the family, you know, and we're having a group call the other day. And uh, my son said something. He said, yes. So when we piss each other off like that, we'll reconcile. No, I say it's family. You get it. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. So we disagree, yet we are family in church. And then we do what? We settle it. No, no. Amen. Amen. <laughs> But I thought that uh, as a believer in Christ, this person should know better. What if he doesn't know better? Because we are all work in progress. The Lord is still working on everybody. Amen. So let's cut ourselves some slack. So we can disagree within ourselves. Chapter 6 from verse 1 to 4. Let's read. Why come to church? There are any of you having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust. That is, if you have an issue to settle, why would you go before unbelievers? To settle such issues and not before the saints. Do you see that? And not before believers. So we go to believers to settle whatever differences we have. Amen. Oh, it's the monitor in front of me that's not working. I thought this one too. Verse 2. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? The saints shall judge the world. The saints shall judge the world. That is, shall administer justice among one another to resolve disputes and conflicts. Hello, church. Hmm. And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Verse 3. Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments of things pertain to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. In the church, we resolve our differences. Amen. And let nobody say, even the pastor cannot talk to me. Ah, once you are like that, you have uh, climbed, you've gone beyond the leaf. Then we leave you to your convictions, and in that case, let him be to you like a heathen man and a publican. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 18. Amen. Philippians 4 2. I'll read it in the King James and then I'll read it in the Passion. I beseech Eudias and I beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. Two people, Eudias and Syntyche. I beseech them, Paul was begging them, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. Uh -uh, what happened? Meaning they were not of the same mind. You may not get the full gist, but if you look at a simpler translation, you'll now get it. Let me read it in a simpler translation. The Passion. Philippians 4 and 2. I plead with Udiah and Syntyche to settle their disagreement and be restored with one mind in our Lord. These two individuals were members of the church in Philippi. Believers, born again, tongue-talking, more than disagreement. 
So having this agreement between individuals and church is not new. We're still family. And Paul said, let them settle. Hallelujah. Because some people think it is strange when you and someone in church are not, have a strained relationship. It's not strange, but it should be settled. We should make room for one another in love. Is somebody with me, please? Hallelujah. So church should not be it's not Konko Jabele. Ah, for the sake of those who don't speak Yoruba, how do we say Konko Jabele? Konko Jabele. Everybody's doing his own. You day your lane. Stay in your lane. Make I stay my lane. That's, that's a way of putting it. Ah, that's not church. That's, so if today in church you are not on talking terms with somebody, settle before you go home. Did you hear what I said? There's an usher. Anytime that usher sees you come like the just up, up, up. So you don't greet that usher again. Settle today. There's somebody in security. Anytime that person sees me drive my car, just extreme end. Go, go, go. What have I done? I don't like that man at all. Settle today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Those greeters, they say they are greeters. They, they, they select the people they greet. When somebody they like is coming, they smile. Yeah, welcome to church. When is me? They are all looking down. Settle. As a family, we defend each other against the enemy. We stand up for each other against the enemy as a family. I have a long read here, but let me, let me try and summarize it. In Joshua chapter 9, some people came to the camp of Israel. They came to where Joshua was, and they said to him, we have come from a far place. They brought bread that was molded. You know, it, it had grown, uh, what do you call this thing? Mold, thank you. You know, so, and, and, and then they said, please, we, we just want you to be in agreement with us. We want to hide under your cover. Israel, we know God is with you and so on and so on. And the people of Israel, Joshua and his men did not ask from God. You know, they bought into their lie. And uh, they realized three days later that they were their next door neighbors. But they were called Gibeonites, men of Gibeon. They were wise because they knew how that the Lord parted the Jordan for them, how that he parted the Red Sea, how that he destroyed uh, Og and Sihon, the king of the Amorites. And they said, these people, if we cannot beat them, let's join them. So that was their own wisdom. And then they realized they were the next door neighbors. Said, what? So you deceived us. They said, anyway, for deceiving us, you are under us. You will be manual labor for us to cut wood to bring water from the river and so on they say we are okay as long as we are not your enemies we are okay guess what so they became part of israel's family in other words and then the enemy came to fight those people and they said ah family stop looking at us oh. the enemy has come come and defend us against the enemy family are we not family in families we stand for one another Somebody has an issue, we gather together, stand and fight that common enemy. Amen. So in family, we fight for our brother. We fight for our sister. Are you fighting for your brother? Are you fighting for your sister? Amen. Somebody comes up with a prayer request. 
Do you pray over it? Or because it doesn't concern you, well, it's none of my business. The other day, one of our sisters, uh, you know, in church, her dad was kidnapped. And I announced in church. And we prayed. I even said, let's contribute money. How many people give towards it? And we say, we are family. Are you seeing what I'm seeing now? If I don't tell you the truth, I'm not your pastor. I must tell you the truth. Praise God. Some people like information for the sake of gossip. Amen. What did the pastor say just now? What, what did he say? No, me, me, what did he say? He said somebody's father was, eh, who can that be? You see, from that name, it might be one lady like that. Hey, how does she look like? Hey, now that you got the description of a lady, what did you do about it? Did you ask for her number? Did you call her? Did you spend time praying for her and the release of her dad in your times of prayer? If we're family, hello, church. Are we getting it now? <laughs> it's part of why we come to church for proper bonding, family. Praise God forever. Mm. What we know, we know. What we don't know, we don't know. So in Joshua chapter 10, verse 3 to, to 10, it says, Wherefore, Adonibesek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Oham, king of Hebron, and unto Piram, king of Jamoth, and unto Japhia, king of Lachish, and unto Deber, king of Eglon. How many kings? One, two, three, four. About five of them. Come up to me and help me that we may smite Gibeon. For it had made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. So what happened? Um, if we go to verse 11, and it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and when they're going down to Beth Horon that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Hazekah and they died. There were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed Unto the people that avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Joshua? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and he said not to go down about a whole day. Why? Because family was at work. We quote that place that the sun stood still, the moon stood still, the day was less warm because Joshua was fighting. But do you know it was because of a covenant family bond that led to that? Hallelujah. We defend with each other. We favor each other in family. We favor each other. We favor each other in family. We favor each other. We favor each other. The other day, I was driving, and then I saw influence sticker on a car. But I didn't know that car. But I saw influence sticker. I said, this is family. The person driving, eventually I saw the person. The person is in church this morning. The person driving was a lady. That person did not see me. And that person needed help. Because it was a tight place in traffic. So simply, I just slowed down. No Jehu driving. Allowed her to do everything she wanted to do. And so on. And she must have felt, ah, that man behind me. My man now is gone. No, it wasn't, it wasn't because the man was nice. It was because the man was family. So I just said, ah, this is how I, you know. So she did everything she wanted to do. I said, she went. Then I continued. So by the time I went, I said, oh, is this person? Okay. Family. We favor each other in family. Praise the Lord. I said we favor each other in family. Many years ago, many years ago, almost, um, almost 18 years ago, to be precise, our daughter went to write GCE exams. 
and the invigilator was singing hymns, was singing choruses, Christian choruses. It's like singing, praise the Lord, oh, sing, oh, sing, oh, you know. And she will take answers from people outside, pass it to students writing exams, take question papers, put it outside, and she'll be singing, praise the Lord, oh, sing, oh, sing, oh. praise the Lord. And at some point she said, hurry up, hurry up, be quick, everybody be quick, be quick, be quick, because uh, I need to go for fellowship. And she was... My daughter said, Daddy, is that allowed? I said, you are just seeing Nigeria. I said, that's Nigeria for you. And that's what your generation must change. She said, they were passing answer scripts. I said, that is what they do. He said, but she was singing a, a Christian chorus. And she said she was going to fellowship. That We favor one another, not that kind of favor. Not that kind of favor. Your child did not qualify. You have come to somebody who is in charge, the official in charge, who is a member of our church. You now say, ah, madam, don't you remember me anymore in the church? Yes. I'm a nosha. You see me every Sunday when you come in. I'm on you, I'm on you now. This child is your child now. Eh? Truly, she's called 157. And we hear that uh, the cutoff is 200. But being your child, oh, yeah, you, there must be something you can do. Tell that person. It is true we are family. But in this case, is someone listening to me? Mediocrity brought us where we are. Manage it. Let's just manage it. Let it just go. Let the doctor manage your health for you. I say, Madam, am I worried? We did the surgery, but we, we just felt we shouldn't remove everything, you know. You can manage the rest and Will you be happy with the doctor? Or not? <laughs> you, you know some things that some of us at times expect of others. It's not fair. So I, I'm balancing it when I say we favor each other. Galatians 6.10 As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Do good to all men, everybody, saved, unsaved, but especially to those who are Believers like you. So don't forget you represent God's kingdom. We're family. Another background. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. The word bride is usually used on the wedding day alone. Am I right or wrong? And the groom on the wedding day alone. And... Uh, You'll agree with me. All things being equal, everything normal. Your wedding day must have been one of your happiest days on earth. Hello? Look back, look back. Just think back. Because I know some of us have married for 45 years. The guy even remember. Hey, where was I? Bye-bye. I can't remember. Try and remember. The day that you were called the groom, if you were the man, and the day you were called the bride. How you walked on your wedding dress. Ah, one day, I looked at Sister Bolanli. I said, there is a difference between Igbeyawu and wedding. I said, the one we did was Igbeyawu. I said, Igbeyawu's wife, Igbeyawu, carry wife. I said, but the ones young people these days are doing is wedding. 
They do photo shoots. They go for photo shoots. They do, they pose like this. So you understand? Make copy. You see that woman carrying portmanteau. You know that? Eh? And she begins to paint them up. Ah, the hair they will do, the way the bridal train will, and so on. I said, ah, but only we did wedding now. Why didn't we do uh, all, all, all these ones? Mean that they gave engagement list too. I audited the list. I'm a trained auditor. I said, bring the list, bring the list. I cut it down, I scaled it down, I scaled it down, I scaled it down, I scaled it down. I said, Balanle, I said, I've seen the suitcase I'm buying, the briefcase, um, suitcase, suitcase. I bought it for somewhere in Ecote, though. It had combination lock, expensive, you know, but not big. You know, if it's not big, it, so you don't need too many things to fill it up. It's a strategy. Me, I audited everything. I said, Balanle, you know, after wedding, we'll be together. All this, we will go. So our head must be correct. <laughs> we did. But you know what, what they are doing now is wedding. Ah, the way they will dance into the hall, self. Ah, I'll be looking like that. Ah, our photographer. But Agebu. I said, Bragebu, 100 exposures. If you go beyond 100, you are your own. He said, Mo, you understand, you understand. So people said, snap us. It was, it was empty, it was flashing, it was just flashing there. When they brought the album, I counted 100 exposures. I'm not playing, oh, I'm serious. <laughs> now let's bring that home. The bride of Christ. We're in that relationship. Amen. There's love. There's affection. There's harmony. There's understanding between you and Christ. I mean, the groom and the bride, ordinarily they don't fight on the wedding day because they are seeing people, they are happy, they are excited, everything is good. I've seen some that fight oh, on wedding day, but that's why I said ordinarily they don't fight. <laughs> you, know, you didn't see the video of the bride on her wedding day that took control of the pot and she was the one dishing the food. You, you didn't see? <laughs> you didn't see? She folded her wedding kidney. And <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. She's the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. There's love, there's harmony. When the same page, he looks at us, he loves us. We look at him, we love him. Do you have that relationship with Jesus? This is a relationship of harmony, of love, of peace, of purity, of holiness. Hallelujah. The bride, realize you are his bride. So you just told a lie. The bride of Christ. You just stole somebody's money. The bride of Christ. You, you were mean to somebody just now. The bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. Let this be at the back of our mind. I'm the bride of Christ. I'm a lover of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm part and parcel of him. Amen. That's who we are. The church. The bride of Christ. Isaiah 55 or 54. From verse 5 to 8. For thy maker is thine husband. I like that. For thy maker is thine husband. He's our maker and his relationship with us is like he's our husband and we're the wife. Bride and the groom. For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel. The God of all earth shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken. 
called the church as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth when thou was refused said thy God for a small moment have I forsaken thee but with great mercies will I gather thee in a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment when we were in sin but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee said the Lord thy God everlasting kindness great mercy there's a covenant word in Hebrew called the word hesed hesed it is God's goodness, God's kindness, God's mercies, generational in nature, eternal in nature, that cannot fail. Regardless of what you do, he loves you. If somebody is committed to us that way in love, should we not be committed to him also in love? You find Christians who say, oh, God disappointed me and so I'm not going to church anymore. Don't talk church to me. Don't, don't discuss. Don't, I don't want to even see anything in Bible. Amen. During door to door evangelism yesterday, a man looked at me and said, Pastors and imams are the problems of Nigeria. They brought us where we are saying, Explain to me in what way. He said, The last elections, pastors were saying, This person is the one that will become this person. Is. I said, Well, that's a stereotype. I said, I'm a pastor and I never prophesied such. And there are many pastors who never prophesied such too. And so on and so on. I said, Well, some did. I don't know what they saw, I don't know what they heard. Amen. You don't say because the bath water is dirty, you, you, you throw the baby away with the bath water. Amen. You personally, what have you discovered about God? Amen. Pastor is a convenient title. Many churches have billboards that are bigger than the churches. Don't you see them in town? Praise the Lord. Amen. For thy maker is thine husband. The Redeemer of, and the Holy One of Israel. Revelation 21.2 And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven. Uh, coming down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The New Jerusalem. Do you know that is not a town, a city. It's human beings that the Bible is talking about there. The bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. I deliberately took us to Revelation for a point. I'll say it in a short while. Verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of seven last plagues, Revelation 21, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee who? The bride, the lamb's wife. Who is the lamb? Jesus, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now, the book of Revelation is called Apocalypse. It describes the end time events in pictures and symbols. So don't be faced when you see holy city, Jerusalem. It's talking about the believer in Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Coming down from heaven. Because it was now marriage time. Amen. All along it was courtship time. It, times of building intimacy. Getting to know each other. Getting to know each other. Growing to become like one another. Because the bride must grow to become like the groom. Amen. And uh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Let me, let me go ahead of myself. So, the, the, the bride, let's read verse 11. Having the glory of God, having the glory of God, the church has the glory of God. Having the glory of God. We are the glory of God. We are the glory of Jehovah. Can someone say, I'm the glory of Jehovah? Do, understand who you are. You are the glory of Jehovah. Do, you know, do you know one of the things Jesus did? The Bible says he has given us the earnest of the spirit, the foretaste, the down payment of the spirit. Ephesians says that. Amen. The earnest of the spirit. Who gave us that? Jesus. Down payment. What, what do you make a down payment for? You want to buy a product. And for the seller of the product to be convinced that you are serious, you give a down payment. Because that commits you to that contract. That commits you to that product. 
I'm giving it down payment. In some parts of the world, when you want to buy a house, you take a mortgage, and uh, you, will, you must give a down payment for your mortgage. So when you make a down payment, the mortgage is approved, and then you can do your outright purchase, and you start servicing the mortgage. True or false? So the down payment is an exercise of commitment, strong commitment on your part. You say, ah, I like this product, but I didn't prepare for it. I didn't know that. Okay, deposit something now. That's how our own traders in this part of the world say, okay, make deposit now. If I deposit, I go keep on for you. The moment you make your deposit, I go come out and from the place so that nobody will come and buy it. These boys in the shop, they won't sell it to somebody else. So I'm going to make a deposit. Jesus made a deposit for us. You know, the essence of making a deposit, it, it's not as if he couldn't pay for us outright and take us. The time to take us has not come. So he's making a deposit so that he's coming back to take us. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he did that for the church. For his bride is coming back for you. He will not come back for a bride with wrinkle. He will not come back for a church. Ephesians 5. He will not come back for a church with wrinkle, with blemish. So why has he not come out of his love? So that the church every day can be more like him. Can grow up into him in all things, which is the head. Even Christ Jesus can share his holiness, can share his faithfulness, can share his consecration, can share his purity, can share his power every day. So we come to church, we learn, we receive, we become like him. We come to church, we learn, we receive, we become like him. Our rough edges are straightened out. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Our meanness is no more. Amen. When, when James and John began with Jesus, what was the nickname he gave them? Buanegis. Meaning sons of thunder. They say, oh God, we saw somebody casting out demons. You are meditating. Oh God, we, we saw somebody casting out demons in your name. We say, you never in your life, if we see you do that, you are not part of us now. Jesus wanted to enter his city. The people didn't allow him to enter. They say, oh God, should we rain fire down on them and consume them? How do you destroy the people you have been sent to? Jesus said, calm down, calm down, calm down. Buanegi, sons of thunder. But guess what? At least for one of them, we know, he later became the apostle of love. John, the apostle of love. A fireman before had become a... Take it easy. God loves you. What do you want? By nature, me, I'm not a smart person. You know, but I'm trying. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, but what do you want? Um, okay, it is well. Everything will be fine. Apostle of love. He was not just a disciple, he was apostle of love. A special messenger and his message was love. Apostle of love. See transformation. That is what he's waiting for. For the church. Somebody said, by the time he begins to see himself in the church, he's ready to take his bride home. May we be prepared for him when he comes. You know, you know, you know many times we, we talk about the now. What about what's going to happen in eternity? Because we're people of eternity, the church. We're people of eternity. We're eternal beings. Hallelujah. You have a destination in eternity. There's a place prepared for you in eternity. You must get there to your own place. I must get there to my own place. Church is part of where we hear about eternity. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We will survive cashless whatever. We will survive, we will survive President Buari. We survived him in 84. We survived him again. You know this thing happened in 84. Have you forgotten to buy vegetable oil? 
to buy milk, to buy sugar, to buy salt, to buy soap. Everything was essential commodity. Esenko, how many remember Esenko? Uh-uh. There was one company, NNSL, Nigerian National Supply Company. Ah, it was at Isolo then. You know, our eyes saw when, but we survived it. Did we not survive it? Some people don't know that something like that happened before. Well, now you know. And it was this same President Buari that was head of state there. Let him just go back to his village. Or don't you think so? He has tried. He should go. May 29, he should go. Let's have a new Nigeria. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. I voted for him the first time. 2015. I voted for him. You did too. In 2019, I couldn't bring myself to vote for him. And I did not even vote for anybody that day. My uncle was sick, seriously. I was looking after him. So I said, it's a good opportunity for me not to even say it. So I didn't vote. I would have re regretted if I voted for him a second time. That first time, won't get to her. But the second time, bro. Ah, ah. The Supreme Court has given a judgment. I thought that the rule of law should be the bastion of democracy. Because those three arms of government are independent of each other. And I would have thought that with the judiciary making a pronouncement that should be binding on the executive. And if they know what we don't know, and people are suffering like this, don't they owe us some form of ex explanation? A banker said, Pastor, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. I said, Kilo, they said, no money for transport. A banker. I shared yesterday, I was talking to a traditional ruler in Osho State on the phone on the other day, and he said, his subjects will fill his palace asking for cash. Why are they calling you Kabesi if you can't act? So Kabesi said, there is no cash. They said, Kabesi, go and look for cash. That's why you are Kabesi. He says, so he will get to the bank, and the bank staff will be running and say, Kabesi, what do we do now? Kabesi, what do we do? I'm only entitled to 5,000. This one, 5,000. He says, all of them now contribute their 5,000. That's 25. Plus the 5,000 he's entitled to, 30,000. He says, he has the 30,000 in his pocket. Right there in the banking hall, Kabesi, yo. Kabesi, yo. It's good I met you here, sir. I would have met you at the palace. Please, we are hungry. He says, ah, eh, ah. I'm entitled to only 5,000. You two get your, he said, could they be cocoa? So he said, the 30,000 will not get home with him. You know what he did? He ran out of the country. He said, let, let me have some sanity. He now told me, he said, the people in his locality, farmers who plant, um, who do plantain, they usually carry them to Lagos. He said, 100 lorries of plantain. Spoilt in Lagos because no cash to buy. So see how some people have lost their means of livelihood. Because some of us don't know the extent to which this thing is affecting some people. Back to the message. The bride of Christ, the church is the bride of Christ. Hmm. Ephesians 5. Let's read from verse 25. I'm reading from the Passion. 
And to the husbands, you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us. For he died for us. Sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure. If he did that for us, should we do less for him? For he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure. Cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. That's what Jesus did for us. He cleansed us, showered us with the pure water of his word. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure. All that Jesus has done in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure. Until we become a source of praise. Until we become. Until. So there's a process involved. There's waiting involved until we become a source of praise to him. Glorious and radiant. Beautiful and holy. Without fault or flaw. So that's the church he wants. A church that is beautiful and radiant. Without flaw. Without fault. Until we become that. So there's a process of maturing into that. There's a process of forming into that. Hallelujah. Because some don't understand why they are believers in Christ. They think they are believers in Christ so that they can get a husband to marry. They think they are believers in Christ so that they can get a wife to marry. They think they are believers in Christ so that they can have a good car, you know, and drive cool and wear designer labels like uh, Alaba. So you understand. They think that's why you are, you are a believer in Christ. So that, you know, eh, yeah, everything can be fine. So that I can build houses. That is not why you are a believer in Christ. You are a believer in Christ because you were made in the image of God and you are now giving yourself, your life back to the one who made you in his image, loving him, obeying him, pleasing him. But by his nature, he will not leave you down there. Are you, are you getting it? You, you can't serve God and, and be a nobody and be ordinary. He's a good father. We started by talking about his father nature. He, he knows what we need. Amen. He will care for you. He will nurture you. Hallelujah. But don't place the cart in front of the horse. So until we become that, a perfect church, a mature church, a church without flaw or fault, Husbands have the obligation of loving and caring for their wives the same way they love and care for their own bodies. For to love your wife is to love your own self. No one abuses his own body but pampers it, serving and satisfying its needs. That's exactly what Christ does for his church. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. See his responsibility towards us. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. I've not paid my house rent. He serves and satisfies us as members of his, of, of his body. My school fees are due. My parents are struggling. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. Yes, we don't know where our next meal is coming from. He serves and satisfies satisfies us as members of his body. If you are a part of his body, he owes you the duty of serving you and satisfying you. Did you hear what I said? He will serve and satisfy. We just read the Bible. I didn't write it. Amen. He owes us that responsibility. He's responsible to us. But some of us want to take charge of our lives sir, and be the ones making things happen. Now, Baba God, they run them for me. Is the one making it to happen for you, for me, if we understand how faith in his word works. I just lost a pregnancy. He serves and satisfies us 
as members of his body. Your restoration is guaranteed. There's something that covers your restoration. Don't you understand that? My promotion has been denied for the past seven years. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. Amen. So remain connected. The, the, the thing is, be connected. Remain connected. Remain connected. Ah, I must stop. I'll just do another three minutes. She's built by Christ. Another background to the church. She's built by Christ. She's built by Christ. The church is the only institution built by Christ. So that's why marriage is typified in our relationship with Christ. Amen. Because marriage was his idea. <laughs> so the church was, the foundation for the church is the marriage revelation. Amen. So the church is the only institution built by Christ. When you are building are you not bringing resources together? Resources together. Resources together. There's wood. There's uh, granite. There's uh, dust. There's whatever. Bricks. Uh, you know, metal. Different things we bring together to form a composite whole. Now, resources go into the building. Jesus said, I will build my church. So the church is God's building. What resources did he use to build the church? His resources. What resources do you think Jesus has? Every resource. Every resource. Hallelujah. There's wisdom, there's might. There's power, there's knowledge. There's counsel, there's understanding. There's this every resource that goes into your building. Hallelujah. So you are not just this ordinary person they are seeing outside. You're more than that. Your spirit is loaded with the resources of Jesus because you are the church of Jesus. Is someone listening to me this morning? I am the church. Someone say, I'm the church. I am the church. Amen. So I'm his building. I'm his building. Matthew 16, 13 to 19, and Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, and he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjuna, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. 18. And I also say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But can I read that to you again from the Passion Translation? It says um, from verse 15 or so, Jesus asked, or 13, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of a living God. Jesus replied, take note, you are favored and privileged, Simeon, son of Jonah. For you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone, because that's the name of Peter, little stone. And this rock, and this rock, and this rock, and this rock, which rock? If you go back up, it says, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. That supernatural revelation was the rock that he was referring to. It says, and this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church. See what he called this church. My legislative assembly. Law-making assembly. 
policy making assembly. Not the ones that can be bribed, though. Amen. You know, there are some legislative assemblies that can be bribed. If you want to pursue a fourth term agenda, you can bribe. I said fourth term. My legislative assembly. And the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom, realm, to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven, and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. I wrote here, every house reveals the character of the builder. It reflects the person of a builder. You are his house, you reflect his character, you reflect his person. But do you know he said, on this supernatural revelation, I will build my church. And he said, the power of hell will not be able to overcome it. Only the church is mentioned in the entire Bible that the power of hell cannot overcome. Only the church, only the body of believers can't be overcome. They can try everything. They can do everything. The devil can throw everything. He can't stop the church. Many centuries of men have lived in times past to stop the message of this gospel. It is waxing stronger. It is waxing stronger. Again, we are hearing it. If you go online now and you check different uh, uh, pages uh, or different websites uh, of churches, you find the gospel being proclaimed. It's been proclaimed more than it was in the past. Uh, hallelujah. Technology is even helping us proclaim it much more now. So where sin abounded, what is happening? Grace is much more abounding. Hallelujah. Because the builder of a church uh, is in the process of building his church. And you are the church uh, and you carry his resources. You are a reflection of his attributes, his character. Amen. Every building reflects uh, the attributes, uh, the character of the architect. True or false? I have an uncle who is one of the oldest architects in that profession in Nigeria. And he's still alive. He's 92 now. You know, he's 92 now. And any time I drive in different parts of the city, you know, I see his designs. I said, that's Uncle Dupe's design. I said, that's Uncle Dupe's design. I said, that's Uncle Dupe. I know his designs. I know his designs. Anytime I'm in Obafemi Olo investing in Ife, I see his designs all over the place. I see his designs. I say, oh, that's his design. I said, that's his design. Every house reflects the attributes, the nature of a designer, of an architect. Who is your own architect? Jesus. Then you ought to be a reflection of his nature, of his power, of his love, of his grace. Not theory, but practical. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Can we rise to our feet? We're not done. <laughs> We're not done. He serves and satisfies you because you are his church. Let that sink in this morning. He serves and satisfies you because you are a part of his body. You have desires, you have goals, you have expectations, you have dreams. Notice, he serves and satisfies you because you are his body. Talk to him from that revelation. You will see the effect of that as you hold on in faith. Whether it's over your business, your career, your, your family, your future. He serves and satisfies you. Listen, he will remove shame. He will remove reproach. He will remove shame. He will remove reproach. Somebody, you are here. You carry a stigma. A stigma. Initially, everything is good. When you get to a place, a few weeks down the line, everybody is against you. It has happened not once, not twice, not thrice. He serves and satisfies you. We command that stigma removed. That stigma removed. 
that stigma removed. We cancel. We cancel every handwriting that is standing against you, bringing reproach and shame. We cancel it at the place of prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we cancel it at the place of prayer. Every handwriting of infirmity and sickness and disease. Yes, we cancel you in the name of Jesus. Every handwriting of premature death. Premature death. We'll break your grip. We'll break your hold. We'll break your power over the Zion of God. He serves and satisfies us because we're his body. And the life of Jesus is our life. And the life of Jesus walks in us. And the life of Jesus speaks in us. And the life of Jesus undergirds our lives. And so the life of Christ swallows up death and darkness in the lives of the people of God. Even this morning, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can we together come against every yoke of stagnation, every yoke of drought, every yoke of barrenness? Raise your voice in prayer. We stand in faith against every yoke of stagnation, every yoke of drought, every yoke of barrenness, whether spiritually or mentally or materially or biologically or physically, every yoke of drought, every yoke of barrenness, every yoke of stagnation, we command you destroyed by reason of the anointing of Israel, Lord. We command you destroyed from the roots, from the foundation. In the name of Jesus, we command destroyed 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 hallelujah hallelujah he's the way maker he's the way maker he's the way maker said I will make a way where there is no way he said I will turn wilderness to pools of water He said, I will level the mountains ahead of you and I will exalt the valleys. Why is the way maker? Can you ask the way maker to cause you to enter into the ways that he has made ahead of you even this week and this month and this year? Way maker, you go ahead of me. The ways you have made Yes, reveal them unto me. Help me to walk in the ways you've made ahead of me. I receive grace to walk in the ways you've made ahead of me. This week, this month, this year, for the rest of my days, you are the way maker for me. You are the way maker for me. So I walk in ways of glory. I walk the pathways of victory. I walk the pathways of comfort. I walk the pathways of glory. I walk the pathways of revelation. I walk the pathways of excellence. I walk the pathways of wealth and riches and dominion. I walk the pathways of influence. Yeah, I walk the pathways of glory and, and, and greatness. In the name of Jesus, pray for yourself. Your pathways, your pathways. You have the way maker. You have the way maker. No more will you struggle. No more will you go through life confused. No more confusion. No more confusion. Because the way maker goes ahead of us. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't mind, can you hold hands with somebody beside you? Just hold hands with somebody beside you. I need someone to. Just hold hands. If any man believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow, as the scripture has said, rivers of living waters. 
So there's a flow from me, there's a flow from you, there's a flow from you, there's a flow from you, there's a flow from every one of us. And when we combine our rivers, what do you think is going to happen? A mighty flood, a mighty flood that will affect our today, our tomorrow, till eternity. I want us to take care of things that we couldn't have imagined by our minds, things that pertain to us. Join, join with him as well. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Lord. So say, I release myself unto you, Holy Spirit. As, as I pray, asking for a release and an outflow of your rivers, of your rivers, of your rivers. Now let's begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Magago ribrato sahahi minglego shataya gega gazose amrido sete tataya gele vruja ebrikale tayado sotaha livrito mahalivrato sete rumba kaya boja tala bendozote rike fruba sita yakla karabasa tarabo selesho emroto sokalibra do shikele rangalegro shelo selosh rigelo shelo selobo membra Thank you, Father. Every dirt, every uncleanness, every unpleasantness consumed by the fire every obstacle every hindrance every barrier and limitation consumed by the fire and we go straight ahead into our inheritance father we say thank you in jesus name we pray thank you gentlemen thank you you may be seated last call i'm making you want to invite jesus into your heart this morning you've had so much about being in Christ, about being a part of God's family, about being the bride of Christ. And you are making up your mind to respond to Jesus, to invite him into your heart, to be the crown of your life, to be the king of your life. All eyes are shut, all heads are bowed. Let us respect the privacies of one another. Whatever you are, just Raise your hand above your head. Let me see. Because I want to know who I'm to pray for. I sell all heads bowed, all eyes shut. Just raise up your right hand. And I will pray for you. You are coming home to Jesus. For your sins to be forgiven and forgotten. Up on the gallery. I said all eyes shut, all heads bowed. Please. Just raise up your right hand. Once I see your hand, I know I'm to pray for you. If you are raising it, raise it well so that I can see. Because if you are not sure, how do I know? Well, I don't see any hand. So it means we all are saved. And we all are citizens of the kingdom. But if you're here this morning, you want to rededicate your heart to the Lord. You've lost some sizzle. You want it back. You want the fire back. Just stand up. Let me pray for you. Anybody like that? You want to rededicate your heart to the Lord. Okay, I see you. Place your hand across your chest. And say, Lord... Be gracious, be merciful to me. I come back to you, Lord, this time for real. Grant me grace to stand and to stand in you all of my days. Loving you, obeying you, and seeking you. Serving you with all my heart, all my strength. 
all my soul. And nothing will take me back from your love. Help me, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. So help her. Help them to stand. Help them to bring forth fruit to your glory. And show them your mercies every day of their lives. And Lord, let their love for you work stronger and stronger still. In Jesus' name, we'll pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a seated.